Is Kanye's conversion genuine or is it a gimmick? Also, we want to engage the discussions in secular culture and Christian culture on these conversations of Kanye. All of that on this episode of The Watchman's Soul. As always, I'm here with my MC Michael Cole, and uh, I know he's excited. I'm excited to talk about this topic today. Uh, so let's get right into it, Michael. You brought some questions and some some ways that we can approach this topic and uh, yes, this conversation. So yes. let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so you want me to go through all the questions uh, right now? Just, we'll start, start with one. one. We'll start right. with number one and then make our way through. Number one, uh, how was the album? How was the album? Yeah. Uh, so uh, when we talk about the album, now we're, we're getting into a conversation on hip-hop, <laughs> rap in general, and as you and I were talking about, kind of uh, our our backgrounds yeah. uh, with hip-hop and rap, rap specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so my background, uh, as we were talking about coming, approaching hip-hop and rap, I was coming up in the time where uh, all of a sudden rap moves into the mainstream. Uh, rap becomes pop music, which, I mean, I don't know the history of music, but I'm assuming it had not been so. Uh, there was Run DMC with Aerosmith and Walk This Way, and that was certainly a popular song. But outside of that, you weren't seeing a lot of rap. And then all of a sudden come You Can't Touch This with MC Hammer and his crazy pants and his awesome yeah. dancing, I might add. Yeah. Uh, Vanilla Ice with his uh, crazy look and his terrible dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everyone is now rapping. LL Cool J comes out, uh, and he had been popular on the uh, within the rap uh, scene, which I would have taken to be a subgenre, I guess, but not necessarily mainstream pop music. Yeah. And now he is mainstream pop music. Everyone's singing, uh, you know, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, uh, which is taking me back, even as I say those words. <laughs> And I had the one pants leg up walking around like LL Cool J uh, with my Miami Hurricane starter jacket. Starter jacket, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, I was trying jacket. to remember what it was. Um, and so now, obviously, we've advanced in a lot of ways. And you were telling me that rap is number one in the world. Yeah. Uh, so now, help, help me understand rap as it is now. As you can imagine... Uh, part of my transition, uh, as I transitioned from kind of those harmless genres of rap or styles of rap, that's also when NWA uh, comes on the scene. And then we have this this influx of gangster rap, which mm-hmm. became my particular, I guess, flavor of rap. Uh, it's funny. I was uh, My favorite rap group was Bone Thugs and Harmony. I was an East Coast guy, Biggie. Puff Daddy and all of his different names, uh, but you know, as I as I continued, as I became a Christian and then transitioned and grew in my sanctification, obviously I had to begin to leave gangster rap behind for uh, a number of reasons, and so I've been out of the rap scene uh, as far as understanding it in its depths. Uh, I've been out of that scene for a long time. So help yeah. help us understand. Uh, rap as it currently is constructed. So uh, there's, I, I was telling you earlier, there's there's two or three, but there's more than that. But the two most popular are like conscious rap and mumble rap. Styles of rap you're talking yes. about? Yes. So conscious rap is like more lyric based and, you know, people actually think about their lyrics and they try to, you know, make sense and, you know, try to put it in any in windows and, you know, one thing, you know, 
So they're they, trying to have a message. Like yes. A, they're, they're yes. important part of their music is the message. So yes. that would that be Chance? Uh, yeah. Chance. The I would put him in that. Um, but he's also, you know, he can be a mumble rapper if he wants to. Like he can, he he's he's like on the line where he can do both. I think it's he's also good. that you're kind of mumbling when you say mumble. I'm sorry. Rapper. <laughs> mumble rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on the line. He can do both. Like he's one of those that could. You know, do both. Chances, he's kind of, you know, odd in this rap talented, culture. Talented, skilled. Yeah, he's he's good. He's yeah. talented and skilled, but he's not ordinary, you know. Uh, so he's good with the lyrics and the, the hook of the yes, music and the beat. Yes. So mumble rap is people, they rap, they rap lyrics. Some of them are good, but most of them aren't that good. You know, they aren't that deep. And, um... It's more about the the sound they make with their uh with their with their mouth, like the sound they make with their voice. It goes along with the melody. Can you model this for us. <laughs> I mean, just think about like auto tune. Uh uh-huh. okay. Like yeah. most mumble rappers, auto tune. Huh. And like they just harmonize with the beat with the song, and you know, it sounds cool, but you don't even know what they're saying half the time. So do you? Who's the? Who's another? popular or who's a popular rapper within that so a popular rapper that you might know uh well uh they'd have to be incredibly popular in order for me to know them yeah so i would say like a popular mumble rapper the most popular right now would be like uh his name is future he's from uh is he from the future no he's (laughs) from he's from uh atlanta uh, Young Thug is from Atlanta. Young Thug, <laughs> Young great thug. name, man. Young Thug. Uh, there's there's a lot more. Um, all right. So where is rap? Is there still a sense when we talk about gangster rap? These were guys um, with NWA straight out of Compton. These mm-hmm. were guys who you know fight the power was one of their yeah it was one of their songs probably the song that most people know, and it was a cultural pushback mm-hmm. um, for guys who were been there growing up hard. Uh, they were in this style of music that wasn't widely sold. Uh, and so it very much was uh, almost an act of rebellion in their rap. Yeah. Now, to me, if it's now the number one style of music in the world, is it now just basically pop music that is a style of pop music. It sounds like especially the uh, the mumble rap would be, right? Yeah. If it's not about what they're saying. It's just making it's, songs just Yeah, just, just for because, money. Just for money, yeah. Which is so depressing and sad. Yes. Uh, I and I, th- I would say that with any kind of music. Um, music comes along and it, as it grows, as it expands, it is an artistic expression. Uh, and people are trying to communicate something, and oftentimes the best way to get it heard, mm-hmm. to have it heard, is musically. Yeah. And then they get they become part of the system, make a lot of money, and uh, they lose the message. Yep. And so here now, insert into this Kanye West, who, what rapper over the last what fifteen, fifteen years maybe? Uh, what rapper has had a larger financial profit 
and I mean strictly rapper. I know Jay Z and the guys that produce, they're making money off other rappers. But yeah. I mean just their music. What rapper has had more has made more money on their music than Kanye? And I saw something the other day. Um, Jesus Walks is one of one of the rap songs that they're recognizing as uh, one of six that has changed rap culture, mm. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, that's some of the ones that I would have thought would have been on there weren't. Uh, half of them I didn't know, which I would I would think that in order to change a whole genre, it would break out of that particular genre and be known more widespread. But Was there a Drake song on there? I don't know. I didn't see I didn't see all of the artists. But Drake, there's another one. He's made a ton of money and yeah. had an impact. Mm-hmm. But we have Kanye he's in the rap game. He's yeah. one of the most formidable and recognizable names. He's probably the most recognizable yes. name in rap. Yeah. Hip-hop. Either infamous, infamous or uh, yeah, yeah. famous. Yeah. Know. He's kind of like the Yankees. You love him or you hate him. <laughs> yeah. But you know him. Yes. Uh, and so when he does something, we know it. it we recognize it. Uh, we listen to it. I mean, the guy comes out politically and it becomes um, – one of the largest news items for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, even when he had his issues with what he would say is a nervous breakdown, yeah. his mental issues, it, it's it's a top-trending news item. So now we have him in hip-hop. Uh, and not, not just putting out another album, but the album, the title of it is Jesus is King. Yep. Um, from Jesus Walks With Me to... Now Jesus is King, which was what ten years has has Jesus has Jesus walks with me. Probably wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I think it's more than that. It's more than ten years. I think it okay. was on his like second or third album. Okay, it's um, twenty nineteen, and he's been out since early two thousand. Yeah, probably. So yeah, and Through the Wire was his first well known album. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is coming off the top of my head. So, um, so when we talk about this, let, let's let's talk about it as an album. What did you think about the album? Um. I enjoyed it. First, first of all, I'll I'll say this. Uh, I'm a Kanye fan. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so stylistically, you've liked yes, his music. I have all of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um. So, I wanted to say that before you know, I say this. Yeah. I thought it was good. You know, I mean, there. There are people saying, you know, it was too short in some places and it sounded unfinished, but that's just Kanye, you know. Yeah. Um, he was also rushing to put it out. So other than that, there are some songs that I wish were longer. Yeah, they're all like two. They're all under three minutes. Aren't yeah, they? it's a 27-minute album with Which 11 crazy. songs. crazy. Well, no, not all of them are under three minutes. There are three that are. But there are some that are a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it is very short, but I think the content within it is like so good, and the production is really good. Yeah. Other than you know some mixes here and there, but so you don't feel like I know I've heard some people say, well, it's uh, it's uh it's not as good as his his previous albums. You don't see the any falling off. No. Okay. I don't. I I have to admit, I haven't listened to a lot of Kanye since his first couple. Yeah. Um I liked it. My my flavor in rap, I've always liked 
more sort of a musical background. Yeah. I like it when they put melodies. I love the choir. Yeah. Man, I love the choir. Um, and so it, it, I was appreciative of, of his approach in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, lyrically, I, I'll be honest, I haven't parsed all of the lyrics because at this point now, um, if we're talking about it as a Christian album, which I'm not saying we shouldn't, if we're talking about it as a Christian album, for crying out loud, it is entitled Jesus is King. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're we have the obligation um, to work through it some also theologically, not just lyrically. Yeah. What I mean is we're not okay if he's spouting heresy and calling it Jesus is king. Um, and so I think we need to, to always be aware of that. At that point, we raise the bar. It's not just – it doesn't just rhyme and have good meter and have a good melody. Now it's making comments about God yes. that we would then address. Mm-hmm. Sadly, not enough people are talking about that as they are just, well, you're, I think your second question, right? Yeah. Uh, which, go ahead and ask your, your second question. Uh, is he for real? Is like, he for is, real? Is he really yeah. saved? Is this all real? Yeah. Is he for real? Is he really saved? And that is the question. I mean, um, the question that we cannot answer about anyone is, are they for real? Yeah. We can inspect and judge people's fruits yeah as we should jesus tells us to do that we see that repeatedly in the sermon on the mount we see in first corinthians where paul talks about expelling the immoral brother we've gotten into this mindset oh don't judge me but judging in scripture and we'll just take an aside here as we (laughs) talk about this judging in scripture is recognized as as condemning in the sense of eternal condemnation i do not know for sure if someone is right with God or not right with God, because I don't, I don't know their heart. Mm-hmm. I can look at their fruit and say their fruit is consistent with Christian teachings or it's inconsistent with Christian teachings. And I can say that if it's inconsistent with Christian teachings, there's a likelihood that it's inconsistent with Christian teachings because they don't have Christ. Yeah. And if they don't have Christ, well, they will spend an eternity separated from God in a place called hell. But that's a level that I... I I am not God. I cannot fully and completely go. I can say that anyone who dies without Jesus, without a relationship with Jesus, spends an eternity uh, get it, reaping the consequences of their earthly life separated from Jesus. But that's a step to say that and then to say, well, that person is or is not right with God, going to heaven or hell. That's a step that I cannot see their heart. So when we're talking about Kanye, let's back up to what I just said. We we inspect his life, his fruit, his at, at this point his verbiage. Is he talking? Is he acting in a way that is consistent with Christian scripture, with Christian teachings? And I've seen nothing to indicate that he's not. I've seen nothing that's inconsistent. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I agree. So if we haven't seen it up to this point, now it's really early because I believe he's saying that he – was converted, born again, whatever terminology he uses in the interviews, in April. So we're less than a year. And I'll quote him. I I wrote this down from his interview, uh, one of his interviews, where he said, I'm not a theologian, I'm a recent convert, which I want to say, praise God, the recognition in that statement. 
I wish that every Kanye West from Kanye West. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's saying I don't know everything. Yeah. That's never happened before. Yeah, really. Yeah. Kanye tends to uh, he has tended to act as though he knows everything. Yeah. And he wants you to think that he knows everything. Yeah. Or at least he knows everything about what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish every Christian would listen to him say that as well. I'm not a I'm not a theologian. I'm a recent convert. Well, p- the only part of that that I would disagree with is he's just come out with an album that a ton of people are listening to mm-hmm. about God. Yep. And so now people are looking at him as one who is talking about God. Hopefully, one who is talking about God because he studied about God. And if you study about God, you're a theologian. Yeah. Um, now, I, I get what he's saying. I appreciate what he's saying, that he is a recent convert. And so we look at Kanye West like we would look at a family member or a friend or someone that we've been sharing the gospel with, and now they're saying they've been converted. And so we are, number one, we absolutely rejoice. I think we should rejoice. And why do I think that? Because that's what Jesus teaches us in Luke 15. There are three stories connected in Luke 15 where you have things that are lost. There's a sheep that's lost, there's a coin that's lost, and there's a son that's lost. And when these three things are found or are returned, not only do the people in a relationship with those things, not only do they rejoice, but also the angels in heaven rejoice. Mm Mm-hmm. And so all of us, and, and I'm going to speak to this in just a minute, all of us have a natural skepticism. I get it. I don't think that's necessarily unhealthy. But we need to check our healthy skepticism and rejoice when a lost person is found. Yeah. Whomever that is. And so we rejoice that Jesus can not only save a guy like Blake and a guy like Michael, but a guy like Kanye. We rejoice in that, and we praise God that he's still seeking and saving those who are lost. I don't, I don't want to say especially Kanye. I want to say even Kanye because I, I think those two are different. And so now we've got a guy who's saying that he's been born again. Um, he's, he's certainly talking the talk in the yep. sense of articulating what it would mean to have been born again. Mm-hmm. He talks about, I was asleep, and now I'm awake. I mean, gracious, that sounds like conversion. That sounds yeah. like being born again. He talks about having lived for himself, and now he's living for God. Um, he talks about having uh, lived for culture and the gods of this world, and now he's living for God. So he's talking with the type of language we would expect from someone who's been born again. Not only that, He's talking that in the midst of a culture where he's been a cultural leader. Yeah. But he's this is not cool talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not cool for somebody to ask their let's let's say backup singers. Now we know that it's a choir, right? Yeah. And I I don't know if he was talking about them necessarily. I think he was talking about like when he said uh, he doesn't want anybody, you know, yeah. working on the album to have premarital sex yeah. while working on it, I think he was talking about like his sound engineers and his. Oh, okay, uh, so not just the, the yeah the choir. Yeah, the and he has people that helps him with lyric, like writing. Like he doesn't write every single thing by himself. Okay. And um, 
I think he probably asked them, and he has, you know, other people around him. Like, he has an entourage. He still has people yeah. around him. Well, he's got a, what, a 747? Yeah. Or, or so, whatever's bigger than that. Yeah. He's flying people around him. Yeah, so, like, he probably did ask, ask the choir, but I think he was mainly talking about the people directly yeah. around him. Which is even more significant. Yeah, because those are people that you see every day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are his boys. Yeah. The ones that I'm assuming have been with him for years. Yeah. And um, I don't, I can only imagine that he wasn't asking them to abstain from premarital sex. But not only that, to pray and fast. Yeah. Which is incredible. How many of our Christian artists, I, I, let's put that out, how many of our Christian artists are asking those who will sing, who will play, who will be working in the booth as sound engineers? How many of them are having serious conversations with the people saying, hey, don't engage in ungodly acts, yeah. and let's pray and fast. Uh, hopefully there are some, hopefully there are a lot. Yeah. From but. from what I've heard about Christian music, ain't a whole lot of them yeah. holding each other to those standards. Yeah. Um, and so here, again, we've got a guy who's talking the talk, and as best we can tell, he seems to be walking the walk. For crying out loud, he's talking to his wife. Now, this is this is what's amazing to me. Um, and I want to celebrate number one, because if based on what he's saying, someone who's lost is now found, we rejoice. Secondly, and I said earlier, I don't want to say, especially Kanye, I want to say even Kanye, but it's here that I have to even challenge myself. We're talking about a guy who is married to the poster child, Mm -hmm. the poster child within the poster family. Of all that is wrong with our culture. Yeah. Kim Kardashian, who I don't know the timeline, but I think I think they had a TV show keeping up with the Kardashians. They still do. And th- well, and then she has her sex tape come out. I don't know the timeline. There's no way in the world I'm gonna Google yeah, that I don't, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would encourage everyone to not Google that because you don't want to see what comes up. I'm assuming with that on, on Google. Um but I, I think that's how I, I, I believe I heard that timeline, right? But she's certainly not as well known without the sex tape. And she yeah. was with a rapper at that point, too, right? Yeah, yeah um, rapper, yeah. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he is, but. <laughs> I should lose, use that term loosely with uh, his yeah. his rapping. Yeah. Was he hip-hop? Yeah. Or, okay, he was, he was hip-hop, not necessarily a rapper. Yes. Okay. Um, so we have. Kim Kardashian, who's got like a billion followers on social media. Yeah. If she tweets out something or Instagram, probably Instagram is her more of her vehicle of choice, right? But if she has a coffee cup and she puts it on Instagram, well, they're going to be back, have back orders now with a coffee cup. Mm -hmm. It's that crazy of how much she and her family, how much they drive culture. And she's known as a sex symbol. That's his wife. Yeah. Now he's having conversations with his wife about the effect that her clothing has on him and culture. Yeah. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. Because why is that incredible? Because let's let's hey, let's get real here. Let's be honest. There are people that come to our church. There are people who come to churches all the time. They've grown up in church. And they dress in ways that do not honor God and that lead men to think things that men shouldn't think. 
especially in church. And their husbands aren't having conversations with them. Yeah. About hey, watch what you watch what you wear. Mm-hmm. This is a woman who's made. Is she a billionaire? Uh. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Probably close though. She's yeah. She's at least close. She probably will be in in the next decade. Yeah. So she's made hundreds of millions of dollars by presenting herself in a way that is seductive and attractive mm-hmm. and appealing to men. She's made hundreds of millions of dollars, and we have Kanye asking her essentially to stop that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And we have men in our own culture that won't even ask their wives or their significant others to tone down their seductive dress. Not even for money, but just for godliness. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to I don't want to undersell and undervalue what that conversation means. That's a conversation that in my experience, um, a lot of men have not been willing to have with their significant others. And here's what he's having it on national, national TV. Tele- yeah. <laughs> and it could impact to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. If Kim Kardashian comes out and she starts dressing like dressing like an Amish girl, uh, her Instagram followers are gonna collapse. Yeah. They're they're not they're not gonna be there. So my point is they stand to lose a lot of money with that conversation. Yeah. He just the conversations that he's having are incredible. When he talks about Playboy and the impact of Playboy and uh, the sex market mm-hmm. on his life and culture, it's incredible to see. These are not popular statements. They're certainly not going to make him look cool, cooler. Mm-hmm. But he's still willing to have these conversations and to say these things. So we have to at least recognize that it is it is not advantageous for Kanye in the same way that it was it didn't seem to be advantageous for him to come out pro Trump. Now, pro Trump and pro Christian, I'm not we're not having that debate right now. I'm simply acknowledging that when he came out pro Trump, it was not good for his uh I would say the the typical Kanye fan. Yeah. Right? Or that the culture of the Kanye fan or those who would buy his music. It wasn't going to lead them and propel them to go support Kanye. Yeah. I, I would say that this is similar, that those who would typically be a Kanye fan are not going to maintain their fandom because of the things he's saying. Yeah. So is it advantageous and expedient for him to do this? And I, some might say it is. I would have a hard time believing that. Mm-hmm. I, who does it serve now for them to come out as a Christian? I, I don't know that it serves. We, we've seen people, they're blasted on social media when they come out as Christians. Yeah, we celebrate them in the Bible Belt, yeah, yeah. which is something that I want to talk about as well, this celebrity-driven Christianity. Um well, I'll just get into that now. I am annoyed. And I, let me set Kanye to the side here for a minute. I think part of our issue with Kanye is our quest to be cool and relevant as Christians. We can see this in our church culture where our churches are driven more to entertain 
and to be seen as the cool place to worship. We see it in our churches. I think we see it in our preachers. We see it in our, our musicians. Um, they want to be Christian and mainstream. This is dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous. And then we as Christians want to embrace everybody who comes out and says that they love God, um, like Chris Pratt. Great example. I don't know his heart. I don't know yeah. if he's a genuine believer. But he reads the Christmas story at Disneyland, or I think he read the Christmas story, read, read Luke 2 last Christmas. And he comes out and says something about love, love God. And all of a sudden, all of Facebook and every Christian is now all on board with Chris Pat, Pratt as a believer. And you want to say, hey, let, can we pump the brakes for just a minute? <laughs> Justin Bieber, you, you name it. A celebrity comes out, they acknowledge God. And we want to now puff them up as though they are leaders in the evangelical or Christian movement. And the danger of that is that I'm saying the danger is within us, that we so desperately want to be cool, that we're looking for anybody that we can attach ourselves to so that we can be cool. We want to go to a church that's cool. We want to be a part of a group that's cool. And we want to be in a religion that's cool. Christianity in the history of the world has never been the cool religion. Cool. It's never been the place that the cool people flock to. And so we have to be real careful about this. If we're in search of cool Christianity, we are in search of cultural Christianity. And I use that in quotes. Because Christianity flies in the face of culture. And I would submit to you that Kanye West right now is flying in the face of culture. Which to me, if you're asking me, is this genuine? I don't know the man's heart, but as I look at the fruit that I'm seeing, I don't see anything that would make me, that would indicate that it's not genuine because it is a type of Christianity that is flying in the face of culture. The album is entitled, Need I Remind Us, Jesus is King. Yeah. In a culture that doesn't even want to acknowledge and allow us to say, Christmas, he has an album that says Jesus is King. Yeah. Um. So on one of his songs, uh -huh. "Follow God," we're talking about you know how Christians want to be cool. He he yeah. he said, "Um, <clears throat> I've been looking for a new way. I'm just trying to. I'm just really trying not to really do the fool way. I don't have a cool way." He said, I don't have a cool way. Yeah. This, yeah. this ain't the cool way. I'm just, but I'm still looking for a new way. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw him on uh, Kimmel. And I, man, there's so many interviews with him. You try to listen to some, but I've got a day job, so I can't, <laughs> I can't just listen to all the I've heard all of them. You've heard all. <laughs> but I love the one on Kimmel uh, for yeah. several reasons. One, there seems to be a humility, and you and I were talking about that. Kanye's Kanye's not been known as a humble dude. Mm -hmm. The guy goes up when Taylor Swift is <laughs> receiving her award and just hijacks the microphone, uh, and everyone was so mad because it 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 demonstrated his arrogance. Yeah. Now, how I, I, I now can I, I just thought about this? I love kind of the metaphor that. Taylor Swift, who was so beloved, she yeah. was the country music darling. Yeah, everyone loves sweet, pure, innocent Taylor <laughs> Swift. 
And now she comes out with her song bashing those who would oppose some of the cultural leanings of sexuality and other other issues. She comes out bashing those who would be opposed to it. And Kanye, in a sense, steals the mic and says Jesus is king. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And so I would invite Kanye to keep stealing the mic from Taylor Swift. <laughs> Please keep keep stealing the mic. Now don't point her don't point her or us to Beyonce, but yeah. like he did in that when he stole the mic from her. Um, but I I love the fact that he's stolen the mic. Um, but here's a guy who on Kimmel he's he's wearing a hoodie and he taught he acknowledges he said I'm wearing a hoodie, and it's a cheap hoodie. Now, I personally appreciate that. I'm wearing a hoodie right now, and so I appreciate a guy who wears a hoodie. Uh, but other than that, there was a humility about him. He wasn't flashing diamonds and showing off how much he's worth. He was showing off how much he's been through and what Jesus has done for him. And he even he even drops a cuss word. And what I appreciate not that he drops a cuss word, but he says, I just lost some some cred among yeah. the Christian. I don't remember how exactly he said He it. said, uh, I just went down on my Christian scorecard. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For him to even acknowledge that is hum is is it is humble, but it's also he has an awareness. He has an awareness, which I appreciate. So there seems to be some some genuineness. He seems to be uninterested in being cool. Now, part of, I think, Kanye's appeal has, he's just been naturally cool, even when he wasn't chasing cool. Yeah. The guy is a creative genius. Um, I loved the conversation. I'm assuming you watched the, did you watch the full Zane Lowe interview? Yeah. Which I didn't know who Zane Lowe was, but I loved that conversation. It was real. It was genuine. Um, I think too many of our conversations we are not going deep enough, so I love that conversation and how they were they were seeming to draw out deeper thinking from each other. But what I noticed was that Kanye is he's creative on a whole other level. The dude's talking about interior linings of jackets, fabric, and then shoes, and then corporations in manufacturing. I don't know how anyone can be that creative in that many ways. Yeah. It's it's another level of creativity. And I love a statement that he made that he wants to be a Christian innovator. Mm -hmm. Lord knows we need more of that. Guys who think outside the box, um, he's thinking about it in, in the sense of church. Uh, another one of the statements he made, he was talking about, I'm, is it his daughter, North? Mm -hmm. It's his daughter. And he, he said, when's the last time, I, I think he said one of our generation, one of our age, our children, one of their fondest memories of childhood was at church. And he was talking about his daughter in that sense, that one of her fondest memories is he saying church, we might disagree over whether or not that's church, but we can at least say a worship service. Yeah. And what a great question. When is the last time our children had as one of their fondest memories worshiping? Now, it's not just worshiping for her. She's worshiping with her daddy. Yeah. What a powerful statement to a daughter for her to have. And she's she's wanting to go on the road with him. Mm -hmm. She's wanting to go on tour with him to worship with her daddy. Um, 
in all of this, we're seeking to get to his genuineness. I can say that I, I appreciate so much of what he said. One of the things that I've seen is that there seems to have been a shift in his values. And I don't just mean Jesus is king from Kanye is king and, and Jesus and all that he was calling himself. But there's also a shift in his values to where he's emphasizing family. There's a lot, he's talking a lot about family. Yeah. A lot. And he wants to be there with his family, for his family. He wants to lead his family. He wants to protect his family, which, as we've talked about on here, is certainly one of the roles of men. And so there seems with him that he is taking on his role as a man more so uh, than uh, than he has been. You got any thoughts on that? No. <laughs> Not on that part. <laughs> All right, so what are some of the we'll, – we'll work through these other – we've talked so much. We'll try to hit some of these and then um, wrap it up. So the next question uh, is what does culture think about Kanye? Yeah, um, I think culture doesn't know what to think about Kanye. Yeah. Um, culture is probably conflicted, which they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was thinking about this, one of the my favorite time of year is Christmas, and the re- one of the reasons that Christmas is my favorite time of year is because there's no other moment in culture, there's no other time in our lives. To where we can walk into what is in every other way secular and hear something about Jesus. Yeah. You walk into a store and you hear music that's about Jesus and people are singing along and thinking about it. I love that. I love that it it makes us, we can't help but think about Jesus. And so culturally what I appreciate about this, and I love the name of the title, Jesus is King. I can only imagine that there are people who are they're asking some questions that they weren't asking before. And I know that, and let's get to the heart of the real question with Kanye. Is he a wolf in sheep's clothing? That's, that's at the heart of what we're asking. It's a, it's a legitimate question. I get it. It's a legitimate question. We can't know it right now. Um, I don't see him attempting to divide Christians, which is what a wolf does. I don't see him distracting from Jesus. I see him pointing to Jesus. So that seems to be antithetical to what a wolf would do. As long as he continues to point to Jesus, and as long as he's not attempting to divide, then we've still got to give him some latitude here to be who he is and recognize that culture is, they're engaged in some conversations about Jesus that they weren't before. Yeah. And so I think what is culture thinking about Kanye? They're intrigued and confused, but at least they're now thinking about Jesus. And and I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um so from my perspective, I I watch a bunch of YouTube videos. <laughs> and um like most of the the radio hosts and stuff like that that you know give their album reviews and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh so the people that lead the culture, I'm yeah. quoting lead the culture. Um, Those influencer, cultural yeah. influencers. They they think it's all like a gimmick. Because yeah. they've, they've seen Kanye in the past and how he, uh, you know, does stuff to sell albums and stuff. They think it's a it's a gimmick and they say, you know, I don't like the album that much. It's, you know, superficial. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not that superficial. Like, there's some, you know, deep, you know, Bible quotes and stuff like that in there. Yeah. These are cultural people saying it's superficial? Yes. Okay. And, um, but I read the YouTube comments under those videos, and just about every single one of them is saying, I don't know what y'all are talking about. The album is good. Like, y'all just hating on Kanye. The album is good. It's so uplifting. It's so, um, like, refreshing and all this. Like, under, like, most of the videos, it's mainly people saying that the album is good. It's positive comments. It's positive comments. You don't ever see that. Yeah. And I think um, people ahead of the culture, yeah, they don't they don't like where it's going. But the people who are influenced by the culture, uh, I think Kanye's influence is bigger than the people. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I feel like culturally, we are yearning and longing for something. Yeah, and at that point, all right. Is he? Is it a gimmick? Is he a wolf in sheep's clothing? He's given no sign to indicate that he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. So what do we do at that point? Well, we join with Paul, and we say, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. Yeah. Is he preaching Christ? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's preaching Christ. Does he have a, the motive of making money? Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. That God knows we don't, but we know that Christ is being preached. Yeah. And so we join with Paul and say, if it's for a short season or a long extended season, we praise God that Christ is being preached. Yeah. So uh, there was a, he did a, he did one of his concerts in New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, and they said a thousand people got saved. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that, which is incredible. I, I didn't read the whole article. I'm just going off the headline. Yeah, I, I saw something that was uh, a thousand people responded to the altar call. And said yeah. They, they gave their life to it. Now, if that were Kanye or Billy Graham, I've got questions. Yeah. And so my questions for Billy Graham would be the same for Kanye. It's mm-hmm. not that God can't, obviously. Um, and I, when I say question, I don't mean that like negatively doubting. I'm saying I just had some questions. But, again, Christ is being preached. Yep. And I've heard nothing, uh, when I say I've heard nothing, he doesn't seem to be in the some of those more popular Christian movies, like a Joel Osteen. Um, yeah. When I say that, uh, I try not to use names, but I just used a name because I don't like to blast. But when I say that, what I mean is the guys, he fills up Yankee Stadium, yeah, which is incredible for a preacher. What other preacher can fill up Yankee Stadium, right? Um. And when I say preacher, um, I put it in quotes, and I say that his profession is a as a preacher. <laughs> Let me qualify that, because <laughs> my definition of preaching is that you have to use the Bible, explain the Bible, and apply the Bible. And I don't know that he does that, but I'm saying that his occupation is as a preacher. So he is a popular, quote unquote, preacher. Kanye doesn't seem to be in that vein, in that mold. He seems to be, at its core, Jesus is king. Let's move away from the the bad, ungodly cultural influences to the good, godly influencers. Yeah. And give your life to Jesus. There's a, it's not superficial, but it's simple. Maybe that's that's what I appreciate about it. He's not going in depth into theology, but he is pointing us to the 
the way, the truth, and the life. That is Jesus. And I, I pray that more of it would happen. Yeah. So the next question is, uh, what do, what does the church think about it? And I would say the big C church, like yeah, Christians. Yeah. So I, I've seen two different reactions. One is the crowd who always wants to embrace a celebrity mm-hmm. that's calling themselves Christian. And so they're so pumped about it. They're so excited because even Kanye. Yeah. And then there's the other crowd that no matter who comes out as a Christian, <laughs> if they are connected in any way to Hollywood, they reject it and, oh, that's terrible, this and yeah, that. Yeah. I would say that we need to be, we need to rejoice that someone who's lost is saying they've been found. The struggle that we're having now is this this balance. First Timothy 3 talks about the danger of a recent convert. And First Timothy is talking about in the context of an elder. But let's use that in its most general sense of leading the church. So here we have a guy who has a voice. He has a voice. Yeah. We're not saying that he has gained a voice. He has a voice. And inevitably, whatever he does is going to lead some people. We as the church need, again, to pump the brakes. We need to, we need to calm down. He is, as he is saying, he's not a theologian. He's a recent convert. We need to be careful in any recent convert. And the, the, the danger that's in, that indicated in 1 Timothy 3 is that it's not necessarily that they're going to lead people astray as a recent convert, but they will become puffed up with pride. Well, for Kanye, that's been a struggle already. For anyone who has a sense of leadership, that's a struggle. And so you want them to be able to marinate in the Spirit of God, to be developed and matured before all of a sudden they have this incredible voice. I feel in some ways, man, I hurt for Kanye because he has a voice and anything that he says is going to be parsed by theologians who have advanced degrees in Bible and theology. We all need to recognize the dude's going to say something that we don't like or we're going to disagree with. Yeah. Because I say stuff that I don't like and that I disagree with. And I said that right. I say stuff <laughs> that I don't like and that I disagree with. I've got I've got some degrees in mm-hmm. in uh, Christian studies in general. We'll say that. But I still say things occasionally that come out wrong. Maybe I was trying to emphasize something that I thought needed a little extra emphasis and maybe I overemphasize it and, and it doesn't communicate as well as I'd like. Kanye is going to make some misstatements and mistakes. We've got to give a guy who's saying he is now our brother in Christ, we've got to, to treat him with grace. And if you are a praying person, you should be praying for Kanye. Yeah. Because we're talking about a guy, again, who's married to the poster child within the poster family of cultural the cultural godlessness. And we also might need the reminder that his stepdad-in-law is the one who is a man who says he's now a woman. 
That's how that's how crazy this family is. Stuff. Yeah, that's the, the, the amazing thing <laughs> is that we're not even talking about the craziness that is his stepfather-in-law. Yeah. His wow. father-in-law, who's now deceased, was O.J.'s lawyer. We're, we're, we're saying steeped within these cultural negatives. We've got to be generous and gracious to this man. And, yes, he has a voice, so we do treat him differently than a recent convert in the sense that he has a voice already. At the same time, let's please be gracious. Let's please be generous to him, acknowledging that he's going to make mistakes and hopefully, and it seems that he has someone in his life that can speak into his mistakes Mm -hmm. and help him adjust his theology. Pray that he would be discipled well. And so as the church... He has not earned the right, according to 1 Timothy 3, to be our leading voice. But as the church, we recognize that he already has a voice. So we need to balance those out. We need to be careful. We need to rejoice that someone who's lost is is saying that they've been found, and we've not seen any fruit that would indicate otherwise. We need to pray for him, and um, we need to pray that God would continue moving to adjust and transform culture, to adjust and transform the church, that God would would rain down his spirit on all of us, that we would live as though Jesus is king. Um, Did you have another question? Um, I was was looking up the lyrics to one of his songs. Um, It's called Hands On, and that's, Mm -hmm. he's basically asking for people to pray for him. Yeah, amen. And the last question is, uh, will this have a positive impact in secular culture? Will it have a positive impact? I think that remains to be seen. It depends on where he is in two years, three years, yeah. five years. Um, all of us, I remember seeing the impact of Jimmy Swagger falling very publicly. And... When someone who is so high profile connects themselves to Jesus, if they fall, it has a negative impact on Christianity. That's what we should be concerned about. But we shouldn't blast Kanye. We should pray for Kanye. And we should pray that he wouldn't have that moment. We should pray that he would maintain his faithfulness and that his whole family would be saved, that his whole family would lead culture as they have been, away from God, but lead now lead culture towards God. Only God could do that, and it would be awesome to see God do that. And so I think it remains to be seen, the impact on culture. What I do love about Kanye, and we'll, we'll close out. You have any final thoughts on, on Kanye? No. Hey, a lot of people are going to appreciate the fact that you've talked <laughs> a lot in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> And I would say you've contributed a great deal, so I appreciate it. Um, what I love about what's going on with this, I, again, I haven't seen all the stuff, but as I was listening to the conversations, I couldn't help but rejoice. and Because I'm hearing him say things. He's talking about his addiction. and With God's help, he's been delivered from things that he he was enslaved to and he couldn't be delivered from. That sounds like conversion kind of stuff. And there are a lot of people that are listening to him who are enslaved. And they have to think, well, if it can free Kanye, can it also free me? Um, But I'll I'll close with 
one one thing that I heard from him that's probably what I love the most. Uh, the last line, I believe it's of the chorus of uh, Jesus Walks, is I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoke in so long, so long. And you can hear the cries of a man, internal calling out to God, asking for God, recognizing that Jesus seems to be close, but not close enough. Seems to be close, but he's not personal. And there's a longing within him. And when he was on the the airplane karaoke with James Corden, yeah. and they begin to do that song, and he sings a lot of the lyrics, and he changes some of them. Yeah. And he changes that line, and he says it, and he grins. And I love it. He said, I want to talk to God. I ain't afraid. And then he smiles. I love that. Here's a guy who he changed the lyrics of his song yeah. to reflect, I'm afraid because we haven't talked in so long. And then repeats it, so long. I don't think Kanye's a guy who who doesn't think before he writes a lyric. I think he's done some soul searching when he writes a lyric. But to see him in that moment change that lyric to, I want to talk to God, and I'm not afraid. And then that grin at the end, acknowledging, yeah, I changed that lyric. Mm -hmm. And to communicate to all of us, Christian, non-Christian, that we don't have to be afraid, that we can have a personal relationship with God, even Kanye, even Blake, even Michael, we can have a personal relationship, God. We can know him. We can talk to him. Uh, and for all of us to rejoice in that, what a moment we're witnessing in culture that such a cultural influence and voice is now encouraging us to talk to God and that Jesus is king. So we thank everyone who's listening to our podcast. Please, please like it. Please share it. Encourage others to listen. We want to constantly engage culture, connect it to scripture, think about culture in a Christian way. Hopefully we're doing that. This has been a sort of an extended, obviously an extended uh, edition. It's gone a lot longer than we typically want to uh, on average, but it's something that everyone's been talking about. And so we, we wanted to give it the time that we felt like it did. It has deserved. It, it has been the topic of a lot of conversations. And so hopefully this will contribute to the conversation, will help us think about it, maybe in a different way, hopefully in a Christian way. As always, I'm grateful to my MC, especially today, and all his contributions. Uh, like and share the podcast. Keep listening. This has been uh, another episode of Watchmen Soul. Stay tuned as we continue to put out more content and help us to engage culture with biblical truth. Thanks and God bless.